Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Black Hawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Chris Kopp, and joining me today is my co-host, Pastor Tiffany Malloy. Tiffany, how are you doing today? Hey, good, Chris. Awesome. Uh, as you uh, will hopefully know, you were like, where has the Next Steps podcast been, right? Maybe you didn't notice. Holidays are busy and all that kind of stuff. Well, we were on hi- hiatus for a month or so um, through most of December, but now we are back and ready to dive into more fun conversations. So, Happy New Year's. Hope with, uh, the holidays and all that stuff went well. Um, And in this new year, we have some great guests planned for the second half of this podcast season. So um, yeah, Tiffany, are there things that you're excited for as we kind of head into the next few months of things? Yeah, totally. I, Chris, I wonder, are you into like New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals? Because I I am into them. (laughs) But I don't know, are you, are you that kind of guy or no? Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I was I was thinking about this in preparation for this. I don't know that I've set like a lot of goals recently for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um but most years I'll come up with like a word or a phrase that I like kind of want my year to be about. Um, or like a, a few years ago, I, I think this was, this was January, 2020. I made a rule of life. I was going to like stick to all these things I wanted to be true about my life. And then COVID hit and shut everything down. And I was like, man, I'm just in survival mode now. And yeah. some of that went by the wayside. But, yeah. um, so yeah, maybe not new year's resolutions, Exactly. But uh, I love this time of year, like just kind of taking inventory of life and the things that I want my life to be about over the next 12 months and that kind of thing. So you said you are. You talked about that a little bit uh, in your message uh, for Worship Where You Are. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Well, I mean, if you watched Worship Where You Are, you know I have a new Lego set and that (laughs) feels important and to me, which is great. So I'll finish that this year. But also I for one of the I mean, I kind of do something similar. Chris, I have... It's kind of like a combination between rule of life and New Year's, resu- like yearly mm. resolution. So it's kind of a combo of that. So I just kind of take kind of different areas of life and make some goals. But the one thing I'm super excited about is I am jumping back into learning Spanish. So I'm, well, I'm trying, right? So Duolingo, yes. I have that started. My streak is going. So um, that's kind of one of the kind of main things I'm hoping to push back into. I love it. I had a very good streak going for a while. It's addicting, right? Like I've got to keep up on the streak. And then one day I was like, it's just too much pressure. I have to (laughs) let the streak go. And uh, it's kind of gone by the wayside, but that'll be a good one to think about learning some more Spanish. So yeah. Well, Chris, like you said, the idea of change is actually what we're talking about today. So right. You said this past Sunday for worship where you are, we began a conversation about what it looks like to be changed by God or be transformed by God. And we talked about how God is the one who, of course, does the heavy lifting, but that we do have a part in that as well. And that's just to stay connected to him. So if you haven't watched that, feel free to uh, to go back and watch that. But today we want to dive a little bit deeper into that conversation and talk about how we just journey with God through the different stages of life, different stages of faith. And joining us today is someone who hasn't been on the podcast yet, uh, Veronica Hummel. So Veronica, she is the Associate Director of Spiritual Formation here at Blackhawk. It has honestly been my joy to be able to work so closely with her over the past couple of years. Oh, no, a couple of months. It feels like years, Veronica. It's been great. She's, you started in 
July. Yeah, July. July. So it's been about six months with her. Um, so can't express just how happy I am to have her on the Blackhawk staff team. So she brings a ton of ex- expertise in adult learning and education uh, in particular. And so it's been awesome for our team to begin to learn from her and also for her to already through courses to be able to um, begin to kind of apply some of that to Blackhawk. So Veronica, welcome. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Veronica, I don't know as much about you. I don't get to work as closely with you as Tiffany does. Um, So for my sake, but also everyone else listening, can you just kind of start by telling us a little bit more about who you are? Yeah, for sure. Um, As Tiffany said, I'm on the spiritual formation team here at Blackhawk, and I'm new to the staff team, but I've been in ministry for about 10 years and um, actually over 10 years now that I think about it. And my husband and I have been living in Madison and attending Blackhawk since 2010. So we moved here in in 2010 so that my husband, Dan, could attend UW-Madison for his PhD. And we've really um, made our home here since then. We thought we would leave after he was done with his graduate degree, and we've stayed. So now we have three young kids. We've got two-and-a-half-year-old twin boys and a nine-month-old baby boy, too. So Awesome. Um, and at my job here at Blackhawk, I oversee, like Tiffany said, the courses and our Blackhawk Bible study. So I just get really excited that I have the opportunity to provide all of the Blackhawk folks with opportunities to take their next step in growth and their relationship with Jesus every day. And that's going to look different for all of us. Um, and so it's really fun to, to provide different types of opportunities for different people and meet them where they're at. So our courses are the newest option that we have. And I think for, I speak for Tiffany and I both that our dream is really for these courses to be interactive spaces where you can learn about a variety of different topics like the Bible, theology, history, and spiritual practices, and how those things and can inform your daily life. So we spend a lot of time, I think, often learning about God and about our faith, but it really doesn't transform us mm-hmm. until we live it out in our lives. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's good. Um, all right. So you said that you thought you would leave Wisconsin immediately. So what is it about Wisconsin that roped you guys in? Like, is it the weather that we're currently experiencing <laughs> or like what? what yeah. Why? Um, what, what's made you land here longer than you thought? I can definitely say it's not, not the weather. <laughs> so I grew up in Colorado with 300 days of sunshine a year. And let me tell you, the Wisconsin winters are tough. They're not the same as the Colorado winters that people think they are. Um, but really, honestly, it was the community we found here at Madison. Like we, I like to think of it as our like found family, that we don't have any of our you know biological family here in Madison with us, but we really do have a good community of spiritual family here. Um, so we can find jobs other places, but um, we knew we might not be able to find mm-hmm. that type of community somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So That's good. good. Um, Well, on Sunday, we talked about the importance of staying connected to God. So you just said you were from Colorado originally. Um, So yeah, tell us a little bit more about uh, your faith journey, um, when you decided to follow Jesus, what that looked like, uh, some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So my faith journey, like really, I think started in earnest when I was in high school. Uh, My parents are not Christians. And um, honestly, we're kind of against religion when I was growing up. Um, But it was something I was always curious about. I went to church with a lot of my friends and their families, you know, when I would spend the night on the weekends and things like that. 
And um, as much as you can, you know, when you think back when you're a kid, I really felt like a longing for something more. Like there must be something bigger to make this ordered world. For as long as I can remember, I remember feeling that. And I think that's why I was so curious about other people's religion. Um, So I tried a lot of different churches with a lot of different friends, different denominations, different kinds of churches. And there are really two things that when I think about my faith journey really made the difference for me. And the first is that one of my friend's parents would regularly bring me to church with them or to their youth group. Uh, I remember them like coming to my house, which was out of the way to pick me up and take me to church with them. So big shout out to the Hoffmans for that. Um, I, after that, like I had made some friends in the church, but after that, um, I'd actually suffered some hurt um, Mm. at the, at the hands of those friends, you know, high schoolers. Um, those, we make decisions that we, um, don't always realize the impact of when we're young. And so I was a little, I was pretty angry about that, about some of the hurt that I'd felt and some of the exclusion that I'd felt from those friends. But, um, the second thing was that I met, um, this, this young man, my senior year in high school, who had just this really quiet, but really strong faith. I could tell he was really confident in his faith, but he wasn't really flashy about it. And he was just really kind to people I didn't expect him to be kind to, knowing that he was a Christian. And um, I started asking him a lot about his faith and asking him a lot of questions about it. And he was really patient, answered all my questions, Mm -hmm. bought me some books because he knows I like to read. Um, And eventually he just kind of told me like, uh, you have all of the like the information that you need to make this decision, and you can make whatever decision you want to make. You can put it off, but no more information gathering is really going to help you in this. And so that's the day that I decided and made the decision for for Christ, and that was my my senior year of high school, right before I left for college. And spoiler alert, I uh, did marry that guy, <laughs> <laughs> and we love him, and we love him. He's also here at Blackout, which is awesome. Veronica, looking back at, at those days when you first came to know Jesus, do you remember what it looked like for you to be connected with God? That's kind of what we're talking about today, right? What does it look like to be connected with God through all of the different stages and ages uh, of faith and life? So what did that look like for you, if you can remember? Yeah, honestly, it took me a while to figure out what what that did look like, right? It was all It all felt very new to me, and I was learning. I was in this space where I was really eager to learn. And I think I um, sort of just modeled my faith on the people around me and the people that I saw. So there were a lot of uh, really strong believers in the church that we were going to when I was in college, and um, I tried to do what they did, you know? Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time um, trying to read the Bible, memorize scripture, and um, just live my life out faithfully, listen to a lot of uh, contemporary Christian music, you know, sort of all all the usual things that I think I think of when I was kind of growing up in in that realm. Um, So that's that's what I tried to do. What about now? So for most of us uh, listening, I think all of us in this room can vouch for this. Um, How we connect with God, life with Him looks different in different seasons. So fast forward, you said you have three young kids, Mm -hmm. right? 
um, job, working, um, both you and your husband working, all that kind of stuff. So, so what about now? Are there practices or rhythms that have been helpful in this season of life? Um, are there challenges that, that you've kind of met as you've, uh, yeah, especially with parenting and that kind of thing, have, have tried to make that work while also parenting and doing all of the things at the same time? Um, what does it look like to, to connect with God uh, right, right now for Veronica? Yeah, honestly, I mean, it looks very different, right? Like all the reasons you said, we've got a busy life. Um, like Tiffany said, I just started this job in July. So anyone can tell you during a, um, like a job transition, you're, you're kind of on a uh, high, high alert <laughs> all the time. And, uh, you know, I had just come back to work after maternity leave with my youngest when I started this job. So we've been in a big season of transition recently. Um, and it's a, it's a lot to keep up with, but I've really learned, like you said, that over time, um, just the way that we stay connected to God and what we need in different seasons changes over time. And that's not only okay, but I think it's really good to have kind of a lot of tools in your toolbox to draw from and to have that kind of resilient faith that can withstand, um, lots of different life circumstances. So, uh, today I would say, a challenge is really time, right? Like our evenings are pretty packed. We come home from work, there's dinner, there's bedtime, there's baths. So there's like a few precious moments at the end of the night where I get to actually talk to my husband without <laughs> any children around. Um, so it's, it's pretty busy. And often my mornings start pretty early with a little guy that needs feeding. So um, I really can't commit to like any of the Bible reading plans we put out right now. I remember when we started the Lewis book series, they put out all those reading plans. And I just remember sitting there being like, I am not going to read any <laughs> one of those um, because that's just not where I am right now. Um, but I know that God still sees me and he cares about me in these seasons and that a long scripture filled quiet time is a good way to spend time with him, but it's really not the only way. So right now, some of the things that work for me are like breath prayers when I am filling up my coffee mug or my water bottle, I try to take a moment to ask the Holy Spirit to fill me or to ask Jesus for his living water. Um, I sometimes struggle to remember that God is present with me in all the little things in my daily life. So oftentimes it is like a practice for me to light a candle while I'm um, washing dishes or making dinner or um, putting my laundry or something like that to uh, just use that like physical light to remind me of God's presence in those spaces. And um, we do that right now during Advent too. Our kids are really excited about lighting the Advent candles on our dinner table every night. And um, starting to do some of those small things with our kids has been really, really fun too. So we do um, dinnertime prayers and my kids will say amen enthusiastically at the end. Or sometimes they, we say, we're going to pray now and they say no, but <laughs> that's fine. Do they clap at the end like amen and then everyone claps together? That's no, do they don't clap. Maybe we, we should, should try that. It's pretty great. Yeah, we should try yeah. that. Yeah, so. those th those are also helpful um, because yeah, there are certain seasons where yeah we can do the morning thing at six or seven o'clock every morning, right? Or um, different kinds of rhythms and practices. Um, but these are uh, I love so much just trying to grow in awareness that God is with you and He's present, and even just like in small mundane things. 
Um, so I loved those, those few things that you talked about. I always have to laugh well, like right when a preacher is like, if you didn't watch Netflix for four hours every night, you'd have a lot more time to read your Bible. And I'm like, in what world do you think I'm sitting down and watching Netflix for four hours for all those reasons? Like, gosh, as, as parents of young kids, it's like you finally get them in bed. You maybe have 20 minutes to, to talk to your spouse before you crash and fall asleep and then you do it all over the next day. So yeah, I love the creativity with um, just finding ways to connect with God even in the small and in the mundane and that kind of thing. Tiffany, what about, what about you? Yeah. I mean, my kids are a little bit older than you guys. So I feel like in some ways I thought this season of life, right? Cause I have kids who are mostly middle school and high school and I thought, Oh, okay. I'm going to get my quiet times back. Like, you know, kind of the traditional morning quiet time back. Gosh, I have not gotten it back. Um, now we have some kids right, that wake up at 6am. So there's no way I'm getting up before 6am. That's not who I am. Um, and then also some of my kids stay up until like 10 30 or 11. And so like, you just never know when you're going to have that that space. And so sometimes you can do it during the day, you know, I guess, but for me, what's been working for me these days, um, is Fridays has been a really special day for me. Um, during the school year, when the kids are all in school, I take Fridays off. And so my Friday mornings have been just like a sacred space that I look forward to all week long, where it's just, I have my hot tea because that matters to me. And I sit in my favorite chair, which matters to me. And oftentimes it's just like quiet. I'm just sitting in the quiet like not reading anything, not necessarily like praying active words, but just kind of sitting with God. I don't know if that makes sense, but I have found that that helps just to slow my heart down, slow my mind down, give me space to think and remember that I'm a human being and not a human doing. I think that's kind of a a theme that God's Mm -hmm. trying to teach me in this season. Um, But for the day to day, right, it does often, I have such great intentions. And I do think it honestly looks like a lot of like those partner prayers that maybe Charles talked about where, you know, you're going through your day. Oh my gosh, Lord. Okay. What are we doing here? Like, is that really what's going to happen? What do I, you know, (laughs) with whether it be in parenting, how to care for my kids well, whether it be in work or pastoring people, you know, who I'm I'm working with. And so um, that's what that's what it looks like for me in this stage. So I think maybe when I'm an empty nester, maybe, well, someday I'll get that, <laughs> that time back or to, to sit every morning. But yeah, that's it's good. good. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to kind of add or encouragement to people as they're trying to, to figure this out in their own lives of what it looks like to connect with God and find rhythms or, or things that work for them? I guess a question I have, have you guys ever been through a season of life where you felt like the things that you, like the way that you used to connect with God just doesn't really hit anymore? Like it doesn't allow you to connect with him in the way that it once was? And if so, um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And what did you do to kind of get through that season? Yeah, I'm nodding vigorously because (laughs) I think that's definitely uh, true of my life. I feel like I'm coming out of a season... um, where things have maybe come full circle. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, in leaving Colorado six years ago, um, six years ago, yeah, um, yeah, there was a lot of there's a lot of change and transition and all that kind of stuff that comes with the move and new jobs, all the things that you just talked about, Veronica. Um, and I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because I was wrapping up seminary and this season of intense study and that kind of thing. Um, or some of the doubts and the questions that I was asking about my faith, but like the whole, like read the Bible every single year, spend 30 minutes every single morning reading four chapters. I I mean, I did that pretty religiously for a long time. And then I just hit this wall where like, it wasn't working anymore. I just felt like, like work. There was no joy in it. There was no connecting with God. And so I needed to 
not unlearn some things because those things were healthy, but I remember having a, a mentor that um, was like, you know what, I've been through similar seasons and you need to give yourself the freedom to to find other ways of connecting, other practices. And so some of the things that you guys have mentioned with the breath prayer or silence and meditation, um, I really leaned into prayer in that season and, and new practices, new ways of praying, the prayer of examine, which we've talked about on here before and things like that. Not that there's anything wrong with scripture. Of course, I want to be also saturated in in that um, when I can and, and in different ways. But I needed to, to like give myself the permission that like, just because you're not reading four chapters every day, like that's okay, right? Like if some of us grew up like feeling like that's what we were supposed to do, there, there can be a sort of like guilt or condemnation that comes when we don't check off that box. Um, so yeah, being able to take a step back, learn from different kind of streams of Christianity, new practices, new ways of engaging with God has been um, just so helpful. I think when I get to the end of my day, I... I don't think in terms of how much scripture did I take in or how many hours did I spend praying or something like that. But like, did, did I grow an awareness of God today? If I got to the end of my day and I didn't even think about him, well, I, I didn't do very well with, with trying to be attentive to him and to his spirit. Um, but if like Veronica, there's moments where I'm filling up my coffee mug or my water bottle and I have an opportunity just to, to ask for his help or, or just to, to sit in his presence, even just for a moment, um, then that's the sort of thing I'm trying to cultivate in this season. So that was a long answer. Yeah, it's still good. What, what about you guys? No, because I do. I mean, I feel that is a common, I mean, I think I hear a lot of those kind of questions from people, right? Of like, man, this is, it's always worked this way and it doesn't, it can be scary. It can feel like, wait, what's going on, you know? And so being able to kind of tap into different ways of connecting with God and honestly being aware of that. I think I've went through a similar season and like, I didn't know how to find different ways to connect with God, right? The church kind of tradition that I had been a part of didn't really offer very many. And so um, I remember for me, I like ended up going, I think I just did some like Googling, which is never really super safe, but, um, you know, found some things, but also met with a spiritual director, which I had never really done before. And I wasn't even sure if it was okay at that time because I didn't know anybody who had done that um, since learned, like it's a pretty common practice, but uh, she was able just to give me opportunities to like, she's opened up new pathways for me to say, oh, here, like this is what Christians for centuries have done, you know, this, this prayer or um, daily examine, you know, like at the end of the day, kind of. Chris, we were talking about just cultivating uh, an awareness of God and all the things as you parent and as um, you care for your friendships, right? Of, as you're in community, as you're serving others. And um, so that was just a really kind of really eye-opening and um, incredibly um, changing kind of part of my spiritual spiritual journey. I feel like I, I'm, I was di- I'm different now. I'm different now than I was before. Um, so I'm so grateful for that experience. But yeah. yeah. I was reading from from Matthew recently. Um, there's the "Come to me, all who are weary and burdened" passage. Passage, right? Um, I love Eugene Peterson's kind of take, his interpretation of it in the message. He says, um, "Yeah, like, are you burnt out on religion? All these different sorts of things." But the 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 way that he phrases Jesus there is like, "Learn the unforced rhythms of grace," and I just love that. Like, it doesn't it shouldn't feel forced? Yeah. Like, but what are, what are ways of just going throughout our day, day, even in the mundane where we can, yeah, we can learn the rhythms of grace and be able to stay connected to God and aware of who he is. And so more and more, it's like, I I strive for a life of, um, 
of just be walking in step mm-hmm. with God. And that can look a lot of different ways. Um, but again, maybe this is, this is like a therapy session, like, <laughs> but allowing ourselves the permission to do that. I think that for people that maybe grew up in white evangelical spaces in particular, or like the, you know, nothing against youth groups or, or evangelical churches, we are one or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but it was like drilled into you, it was ingrained that these are the things you're supposed to do if you're doing it right. But there's a whole other world of possibility out there to be able to experience God and to, to, to know him and to connect with him. Um, but yeah, hopefully we feel the permission to explore. Yeah. So Veronica, what about, um, yeah, what about you? How would you answer, uh, Tiff's question from, from earlier? Yeah, I think, um, there are two really big sort of periods of grief that I experienced, um, in the last, you know, 10 years. And I would say during those times, I found it really hard to like form my own prayers with my own words because Mm -hmm. I was just so heartbroken. And I think around those times I learned about some like written liturgical prayers, um, and really found a lot of, um, freedom and grace in praying both the Psalms and then other people's prayers and being able to kind of hang my hat on that and say like, God, I'm still trying to be faithful to you and move towards you. Even when I feel like I can't, and I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like I can't do it on my own. And so like bringing in these like people, right. That I don't even know, but like the yeah. psalmists and these people that have written these liturgies to help me along the way, um, was really, was really helpful. And I think, I mean, Tiffany and I have talked about this and I don't know about you, Chris, but like when you leave a practice you've done for a while and you kind of give yourself the space to try some new things and then you go back to it, it's like going back to an old friend, right? Like Mm -hmm. you kind of find that like freshness again, like, you know, like I said, I don't really, I don't spend every morning reading my Bible right now, but I am doing our Exodus study. And so when I do get to sit down and spend some time in that passage in Exodus to get ready for my study in my group, um, it's really, I feel like I'm, I get to concentrate more on it and I get to see more of God's presence in the text because it's something I'm like really engaging in and getting really excited about rather than something that I'm just kind of doing every morning. And like I said, when it works for me to do it every morning, it's great. But right now when it doesn't, when I get to do, when I do get to spend that, like, it feels like special sacred Mm. time. Yeah. Can I, um, I know we're wrapping up here soon, but just put in a plug. If you haven't uh, watched Tiffany's message from Worship Where You Are, go back. I mean, you were talking about all of these sorts of things. And I just loved, again, like this permission to, like in this season, connecting with God might be like a conversation with a friend or slowing down and having moments of silence or solitude. Or uh, You listed all these different things. And I, I was just like, that is so good. Like these are the sorts of things that I want my year to be about. Um, but again, just finding the, the creativity within our own schedules, um, and seasons of life to, to figure out what those things are, but to, um, to be creative with, with how we connect with God. And, uh, maybe this is a year where we start to figure some of those things out and expand our horizons a little bit, but, um, but yeah, go back and listen to that. Watch that if you haven't already, cause yeah, so much good stuff in there. Yeah, I think I would, too, encourage people, um, if you're feeling stuck in that of, like, I need a new rhythm and I don't know what it is, like, look on the Blackhawk website, reach out to me or Tiffany, like, find the people in your community group or in your your Blackhawk community and um, ask them what they do, because I think you can learn a lot from other people and you can get good ideas. I agree. That's good. 
Well, Veronica, thank you so much for being here today. And thanks to you just for the work. I mean, it's only been what, what would we say? Four months, something like that. that five. Yeah. Five months yeah. that you've been on staff. Um, but yeah, between Blackhawk Bible study and courses, how many people did we say are signed up for those two things or have participated in that in the fall? It was over 500 in the fall. Mm-hmm. Over yeah. 500. And then, yeah, like, uh, you know, 1500 more or something like that and in community groups yeah. and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, um, man, it was just so good. So impressive. So thanks for the work that, that you're doing to, to help our whole church with this really grateful um, for you. And it's been, been amazing to see. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in joining one of those courses, uh, or the Blackhawk Bible study registration is open now, right. For both of those things. Um, so you can go check that out at blackhawk.church backslash courses. Um, there's a whole new kind of list of, of things there. We're looking around like, hopefully that's the right web address. Is that what, <laughs> is that what we're nodding about? Uh, if, yeah, so I'm going to check that right now because I wrote that, but <laughs> it might just be slash. Oh, yeah, it's there. There it is. Backslash courses. Courses, yep. There you go. That's mm-hmm. the one for courses. Yeah, if I you want that. Bible study. Yeah. Bible study is listed under community groups, right? right? So Mm -hmm. a little counterintuitive, but, but there you go. So yeah. So go check out the website. You can find all of those there. There's a fresh slate of courses to choose from. Um, I'm really excited about a lot of those. So check those out. Any last things you guys? I don't think so. All right. Well, Veronica, good to, uh, to have you and Tiff. Good to be back in yeah. the, the new year yeah, uh, podcast start, Chris. rhythm of things. So, Round two. Yep. So more ahead. So, all right. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll see you again next week.